movie. Me too. It's one of my most rewatched movies. Yeah, Rachel. No, you just recently watched it, though, right? Yep. In the last year or two. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. yep. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Jacob and I are so passionate about this. Yep. <laughs> Welcome to Pulp Fiction, the top five geniuses in movies is what we are covering today. Well, actually, the top five movies about about geniuses. geniuses, This was a really confusing topic for us. Hidden Figures (laughs) is out now. It's number one at the box office. We reviewed it on this uh, podcast. Be sure to listen to our Hidden Figures review. Um, But we decided in honor of those three brilliant women that we would count down our top five movies about geniuses. Now, this... Not geniuses in movies. Right, because that would be a completely different list. Yes, because there's one in particular that I think we all would have. I know you would, and I'm pretty sure I would. Peter Parker? No. (laughs) Oh, but he would count. He would count. He would count. count. So much as Jacob would hate it. No, we went Doc Brown. Yeah. Yeah, Doc Brown for sure. But Back to the Future isn't about... Geniuses, right? It's it's about time travel. These movies are all basically their main topic is about a genius or about genius activity, um, and so genius. Activity. I don't know. I don't know how to. Tra- so I guess do we have any other qualifiers or, or disclaimers that we want to put out there? Besides, it's we're not using just characters who are geniuses. I think that's it for me. I can't think of anything in particular. This was a hard one this to research. This was hard. Because this is still tricky because what defines a genius? What does defines it have to do with math? Right. Yeah, you know, it has. It doesn't have to do with math. And not only that, but a lot of times, it's like, well, is this movie main? I mean, the, the main character is a genius. Okay, Silence of the Lambs is a good example. Yeah, Hannibal Lecter is a genius by everything that we're told, but the and he's one of the main characters and an iconic. But the movie isn't really about his genius. It's about these murders and stuff like that. So that oh. was kind of like. Interest. I did not. Yeah. <laughs> wait, wait. <laughs> she that big old fat person. <laughs> Your Buffalo Bill sounds. Hey, let me do it again. Do it again. Your Buffalo Bill sounds. Wait, wait. <laughs> I try to think who it sounds like. Because... Sounds like Buffalo Bill, man. No, that's not what it sounds like. <laughs> uh, Wait. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's just get to the list. Jacob, your number five uh, favorite movie about a genius or geniuses. You know, we just did a whole stipulation thing. Um, it just really got me You're thinking rethinking about number everything? five. My number five. But I think this is. I think it qualifies. Super Babies, Super Geniuses. What is it called? Super Babies, Geniuses? Baby Geniuses. Baby Geniuses. There you That's go. It is. Super Baby Geniuses. <laughs> the sequel i'm going with iron man interesting right yes that see because that that's like borderline because he's a genius and it covers genius topics throughout you know yeah (laughs) i get i guess it qualifies i'll tell you what whenever my number six comes up a lot of people or you all might be yeah you probably should have flip-flopped that so no i'm with tony stark is a genius that's kind of what makes tony stark tony stark and they do cover a lot of 
and he technology you, yes. invented that's by true. Tony Stark. That's so. true, and especially the first Iron Man is very the specifically first Iron Man is yes. so good. It's very, it's very, you know, since it's a uh, origin story, it's very technically driven. It is yeah. very uh, much about you, his genius. You learn yeah, about that's what true. makes Iron Man Iron Man. That's and, true. You know, it's not like a hey, I built a time machine and this helps my story. It's hey, I built a flying machine and it. It is helps my, my story, story, right? Oh, and it is my story. You douse me again, and I'm not on fire. I'm donating you to City College. All right, nice and easy. Seriously, just going to start off with one percent thrust capacity. In three, two, one. Please don't follow me around with it either, because I feel like I'm going to catch on fire spontaneously. Just stand down. If something happens, then come in. And again, let's bring it up to 2.5. Three, two, one. Okay, this is where I don't want to be. Shoot, now I have my top five. <laughs> Spider-Man, Spider-Man 2, Spider-Man 3, Amazing Spider-Man, Spider-Man 2. All right, continue. I'm not even going to invent his radioactive spider powers. Shut your face! <laughs> uh, I mean, Iron Man is the first of all these Marvel movies, kind of. Not true. Uh, okay. That really started the, the, event, the wave of Avenger movies. We'll uh, okay, yes. Brandon yes. wants to argue that X-Men's you know, the best out of all of them. Right. And that right. no one cares about Spider-Man. Um, but for what really started the trend, I, I want to say started the trend of comic book movies, but sure. you're going to argue that. <laughs> yeah. Cause Spider-Man. No, no. No, <laughs> nothing yes. else came out for the entire nineties besides Batman. Batman. Yes. You're just well, mad. Cause well, it's the Batman, Batman inspired Batman. <laughs> huh? <laughs> well, and after Batman, you had spawn, you had, find all these kind of judge dread or whatever movies then you follow that with x-men movies and then we get to spider-man hey the history books will write it the way i say whatever you gotta tell yourself bro i am so michael jackson eating popcorn gif right now uh, so geniuses oh yeah so geniuses yeah. Bruce Wayne clearly oh the genius detective no, of all time. No, 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 he, he, no, he didn't even know. He has he has some old dude do all his work for him. No, he, he doesn't. doesn't even make any of his own inventions. It's all Alfred. It's all Alfred. Yeah, According I'll buy Alfred as a books. genius. Uh-huh. <sighs> Iron Man's good. That's my number five. <laughs> <laughs> and it was directed by John Favreau, who does a great job in movies. 
love that. <laughs> it was just basically an argument between him and about Spider Man and Batman. So my number five is Spider Man. <laughs> Perfect description. <laughs> Rachel, your number five favorite movies about geniuses Iron Man. Yeah. Oh, oh, that's why I just defended it so uh. well because I had already had this argument in my mind. Really? Okay, cool. <laughs> the first one really was a lot about technology. There's like a lot that centered around that, so I feel like that's legit. Yeah, and I love Robert Downey Jr. and that first one was really good. Yeah, thank you for actually bringing that up. Robert Downey Jr. he carries so much of these Marvel movies. Oh, um, for sure. But if, Iron Man, you know, he just kind of set the level. Uh, he or is set the, the bar or whatever. He is the sarcastic, charming jackass that you need to have as Tony Stark. Yeah, that they're going to replace it with Doctor Strange, basically. Yeah. Yeah, Robert Downey Jr. single-handedly is the thing for Iron Man becoming an iconic figure. Would. <laughs> My number five <laughs> favorite movie about geniuses is, uh, as much as I don't like this particular genius, he is a genius and this movie is about his genius, uh, instilling from other geniuses, uh, The Social Network. Awesome. Yeah, uh, great, movie. movie. Uh, great movie. Great uh, movie. Probably should have... One best picture that year. It was between that and King's Speech. And I love the King's Speech. Uh, and honestly, I would have been happy with either one. But as time has gone on, I feel like the social network, looking back at it, was would have been the right choice. You're making every argument that I made between now and then. To really? I've thought really? the same thing. I yep. love King's Speech. Yeah, I loved now. it. I loved it. And, and it, as time has gone by, it's like, wow, I think social network is clearly the, the better, it more is. memorable, powerful. It is. I mean everything. And look, Tom Hooper, great director. Yeah. Um but but fifty social years from, fifty years from now, social network will be more remembered and esteemed, I think, than the King's speech well, is. Who wrote it? Right. No, who wrote it? Oh. Aaron <coughs> right. Sorkin. Oh yeah, yeah. Aaron, yeah. Yeah. Aaron so you have Aaron and David Sorkin Fincher movie. directed. Who directed it? David Fincher, one yeah. of the best, I think, that, yeah. that's out there. Uh, yeah. uh, who did the soundtrack? Style, Trent Reznor. Yes. Yeah, yeah which yes, was exactly. awesome. Who I think Trent Reznor has done several uh, yes. Well, he did the the girl with the dragon tattoo yeah. remake. Yep, um, he's but great. I think only he got uh, he won an Oscar, Oscar for it. Yeah, he, won yep. an Oscar. he did another one after that. I don't remember. I think he was nominated he's for something really else. Good. Yeah, he is. So there's just so many things going for it. And then you know we talked on our last podcast about how you can only how there are some actors who are just you typecast, and Jesse Eisenberg. Holy crap, nails this role. But he, he literally can only can be only, Mark yes. Zuckerberg. Yeah. And he and I loved him in this role. And I was like, whoa, this dude's good. But ever since then, he drives me freaking And then you nuts. found out that he's just Mark Zuckerberg. Yes, yes. Yep. I cannot say that he was born to play Mark Zuckerberg. Now get out you know of our he lives. He was really born to play, right? Lex Luthor. Lex Luthor. Oh, he was so <laughs> terrible. If, if there weren't already so many things that sucked about Batman <laughs> versus Superman, I would say he ruined it. Oh, my God. But you can't say that when there were so many other things that yep. sucked. Anyways, my number five is uh, <laughs> Social Network starring Peter Parker, Spider-Man. Good tangents, guys. <laughs> Andrew Garfield was in it. Jacob looks really confused. I was. Yeah. I, I can was. find a way to make, get Spider-Man into every single one also, of these Also, shout yeah. out to JT. What? <laughs> <laughs> Justin Timberlake was in it. Uh, yeah, I, I got it too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, if that's the case, a shout out to what's her name who's in Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> She's oh, the blonde she, Dakota, like, John, Dakota Johnson? Yes, Dakota Johnson's yeah. the, the blonde Stanford girl. Yeah, that's that right. Yeah, good JT call. Hooks up with. Great movie. She's a better blonde, I think. She, yeah. She looks completely different. She's better when she's not in that shit movie. Fifty Shades of Grey. Jacob, your number four favorite movie is about geniuses. Uh, it is Searching for Bobby Fischer. 
Nice. Where is he? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. Bobby Fischer. <laughs> <laughs> Are we going to take this smart list seriously? Nope. <laughs> um, all right. So Searching for Bobby Fischer came out in 1993. Uh, it I loved it. It was directed by Steven Zellian, who I don't really know much about. It looks like he's more he's of a, a producer director. and a writer, mm-hmm. uh, which means that he probably doesn't have much of a direct. He's only directed four movies. Uh, I think this movie is a forgotten movie. Uh, other movies he's directed are a Civil Action, All the King's Men. That's it. And an episode of The Night Of. Weird. Oh, that's random. He's that eight random. episodes. Maybe all the episodes. Oh, of the oh. Night well, of. they were well directed. They were they well were directed. directed. So uh, Bobby Fischer's a story. I love that movie. Searching for Bobby Fischer. It was in my honorable mentions. It's more about a kid who resembles Bobby Fischer. I'll say yes. Because I don't know everything about Bobby Fischer. And I certainly didn't watch that movie that just came out with your buddy. Uh, Toby Maguire. Toby Maguire. Found a way to get Spider-Man yeah. in it. Unbelievable. Nice. Yes. <laughs> I should just shut up when I realized <laughs> it. Um, so, you know, back in the, what is it, 40s, 50s, when he went against the Russians and he was just a prodigy chess player. Right. Well, here we have uh, Max Pomerick playing mm-hmm. Josh Watskin. Um, who he's very good in. As a child actor, he's very good in this because he's reserved. He seems scared, intimidated. Um, but yet we all know he's got this special gift and the ability to play this board game. <laughs> um, other things that really go great with this movie are two actors in particular, Joe Montaigne. Yeah, Joe Montaigne. plays his father, Fred. Yep. And then, you know, he just wants the best thing for his son. He'll do whatever he can, even though he realizes his son is so much smarter than him. Right. Um, but... He, you know, a father's love. There's a great son, father bond. Yeah. Uh, the other one is Ben Kingsley. Yeah. Uh, ben Kingsley, who seasoned veteran actor, uh, who's I think great in almost everything he touches, even the Mandarin. <laughs> uh, but you know, he's intimidating. He's supposed to be a, a chess teacher. He's hard on him. He's like that kind of J.K. Simmons type teacher, but not yeah. J.K. Simmons. Right. Yeah. Um, Good call. Who you know? All I'm talking about Whiplash. Uh, in that, you know, he just wants, has high expectations. Yep. To think of others as being beneath you. To be unworthy of being in the same room with you. I don't feel that. Well, you better start. Because if you don't think it's a part of winning, you're wrong. You have to have contempt for your opponents. You have to hate them. But I don't. They hate you. They hate you, Josh. I don't hate them. Bobby Fisher held the world in contempt. him one thing i always remember is that when i was in college and i took one of my film classes we watched some clips of searching for bobby fisher because he was trying to make points about editing mm-hmm. there are some great editing sequences like how do you and his whole argument was how do you make chess interesting and i always make the same argument for the color of money how do you make pool interesting mm-hmm. and it's editing if you look at the editing in either one of those movies and they they cut they close up they pound they they're quick yeah. you know you got to make it seem faster than what it really is yeah and they they do that all over this movie and so that really brings you into the movie along with uh just good story good acting yeah um you know very well paced movie yeah 
Yeah, it is a really good movie. It's on my honorable mentions list. I really, really enjoy searching for Bobby Fischer. Yeah. Uh, Rachel, your number four movie about geniuses. The Imitation Game. Great choice. Kind of, not really. You don't. You didn't like the Imitation Game? Nope. Really? Nope. But go ahead, Rachel. I'll make my argument. Well, I mean, I don't love it. I'm not going to be a great person to defend it, but I did enjoy it, and I thought, like Hidden Figures, it was a, a story that needs to be told. Alan Turing tests. It's, it's a movie about Alan Turing, by Thank the way. You. If there you didn't you know, <laughs> I'm like, if you didn't know what it's about, uh, Alan Stars Turing. Stars Benedict Cumberbatch, who plays Doctor Strange, who's going to be in a future movie with Spider Man. Continue. All those things are true. <laughs> <laughs> He's a mathematician. They bring him in to um, help him break. Of Peter Parker. Yep. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, it's set during World War II. They bring him in to break codes. Uh, that are being passed along, and he basically invents the first computer, right? I mean, it's for the first computer. Is that what it's considered? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I, d- I don't know how much I should say about it in case people haven't seen it, but. All right. So the Imitation Game, which was up for Best Picture, uh, us for be- up for Best Actor, has all the makings of a movie that's right up my alley, right? Uh, yeah, you know, computers and computers, stuff. genius. Uh, it's smart and all that stuff. I re- I rewatched this a couple of months ago for the first time since it came out mm-hmm. because I was so disappointed when I walked out of the theater and for the most part nothing changed because what the imitation game turns into is about Alan Turing's personal life as well mm-hmm. which I know you have to when you do a biopic but it starts to not focus on him creating a computer or breaking the codes for against World War II. Right. It's more so about being a homosexual and how he was criticized and what he became or his reputation became in Britain because of that. Right. And it became two different stories. There was this, this really great story of, of his heroics, but the whole focus turned into his, his sexual preference. And for that, you know, I'm not saying don't treat him as gay and don't treat him what they did with Keira Knightley's character where they had, you know, don't, I'm saying don't tell that story, but they went way in, down the road into the future to they did just to tell the story. I believe they may have done it in, in Loving when you talked about it this year where they just go down these, they, they have to get to like the court case, right? They mm-hmm. have to show like this random storyline just to, just to tell you like maybe what happened. Not just a point in time, not like a flash, like a like say Manchester by the Sea, where it's just a flash in this history of this of this story. Where right, they take you all the way. Years. They want, and for this, they just want to take it and they want to say also this was also Alan Turing that you may not have known, and people you know um, have looked down upon him because they may have been homosexual, and that just really distracted me. And that's that's maybe that's what I'm trying to get at. It became very distracting where I wanted to learn about this story. I was more fascinated by a man who, yeah, he didn't get along with people. He was arrogant and whatever. That was more fascinating to me than, oh, and by the way, he suffered from, um, I suffered's not the right word. I was starting to think of John Nash. <laughs> anyway, but he also dealt with this. But, man, they just made it, it just was so distracting. And so, yeah, that's part of why I liked it so much mm-hmm. is yeah, because it, it showed both all. sides of him. Yeah, and I, I thought it was important to know like what he contributed and then what was lost because of his sexual preference. Yeah, I thought it was really vital to the storyline because because if if it's historically accurate, which I remember I fact checked it at the time and remember thinking it was really historically it was, accurate. It was pretty accurate, yeah. That 
it it was very much because he was homosexual and at the time that was such a taboo that his accomplishments weren't as well known or as well touted or as well whatever and he suffered you know civil consequences and he should have been you know this heroic figure but because he was gay right so I felt alan like turing should be a name that part. everybody knows so it's- i felt like it was a very important part like you couldn't tell the whole story without telling that because i think my main takeaway was like dude how does everybody like everybody talked about steve jobs and uh you know all the bill gates well, people should einstein. talk about alan we'll say einstein because he was world war two right. right so you know turing world war two right i'm like more people should know about turing why don't why doesn't everybody know this name? Exactly. Well, if you're led to believe what the movie tells you, it's because he was gay and so he was like faced these legal consequences and, and all this stuff. So that's why and if that is true, then I think that story needed to be told. It was just was a distraction for me. Yeah. I just wanted to see the time the story for that time period. But I also and not thought, focus on his sexual orientation. I didn't really care about that. But I also liked because normally in these kind of movies, you know, we kinda hit on a little bit with hidden figures. A lot of times these people are, are presented when – okay, so homosexuality at the time you know, it's frowned upon. And now when a movie is made about that topic, they'll kind of be um, – you know, that same kind of hidden figures thing. They'll be everything heroic and perfect. And, and this, it still kind of showed that Turing was kind of a jackass and kind of arrogant in a lot of ways. And he wasn't a perfect character, but he was also gay. So in turn, instead of turning him because he was homosexual and we wanted to – you know, make him a hero. They could have like right. rose-colored glasses. The rest of his character, but they didn't do that. Yeah, so kind of like that. Yeah, but he he had flaws. Here's here's a, right. a, another movie that's very similar. J. Edgar, mm-hmm. who was not. It's not near as good of a movie. It's a terrible movie. Yeah, it's a bad. <laughs> movie. I, think, I can yeah. really see that Imitation Game is a good movie. I just didn't care for how they treated the storyline. Right. Mm-hmm. I can see it was good acting, all that stuff. It just yeah. didn't work for me. Like I still probably gave it a seven, I believe. Right. Jay Edgar's a terrible movie. But here's a movie where I want to see, hey, how the FBI started, what this guy did to get the FBI going, and it turns into his homosexuality. I don't give a shit about your homosexuality. Right, I agree you with know that. What I mean? And so I want to focus on what you did or what you created. Why, why you're known for being Alan Turing or Jay Edgar? Not because of your sexual preference, right? You know? No, I told. And if I you're going to do a biopic. Yeah, it's so t- it's tricky when you say you're going to do a biopic because that makes that character. But man, they just really focus on it too much for me. And I would a million percent agree with you normally, but I think because he faced legal consequences being gay, and because it's more we of why you don't know well. who yeah, Alan Turing because is. I think I like it painted... they cover it when he's dating Keira Knightley, when he's getting married to her. All that stuff is great. I'm totally cool with that because it explains what's happening at the time. But when they feel like they had to go 15, 20 years down the road, or uh, you know, and then also show these other things, which is going to completely contradict whenever I bring up a beautiful mind. <laughs> um, it just doesn't work. Beautiful mind just is a different kind of movie. Yeah, it is. Good machines ever think beings do most people say not you're not most people well the problem is you're asking a stupid question i am of course machines can't think as people do a machine is different from a person hence they think differently The interesting question is, just because something uh, thinks differently from you, does that mean it's not thinking? No, we allow for humans to have such divergences from one another. You like strawberries. I hate ice skating. You cry at sad films. I am allergic to pollen. 
what is the point of, of, of different tastes, different preferences, if not to say that our brains work differently, that we think differently? And if we could say that about one another, then why can't we say the same thing for brains built of copper and wire, steel? And that's this big paper you wrote. What's it called? The Imitation Game. Right, that's, that's what it's about. Would you like to play? All right, so imitation game, you know. Yep, before. sticking with it. <laughs> all right, uh, my, I'm actually going to bump it up now after we talked about it. I like it. No, it's it's an honorable <laughs> mention for me. Uh, my number four is actually a beautiful mind. Uh, so I don't know if you want to jump in with me or. My or what. That's my number three since oh. I brought it up. Okay, perfect. <laughs> uh, what does it say about beautiful mind? It won best picture, deservedly so. That's back when Russell Crowe was freaking dominating. In a hot streak. Yeah, I mean he, he was he like just the new. Came, uh, um, Forrest Gump guy. Yeah, Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks. <laughs> Forrest Gump guy. <laughs> Professional podcasters. We have a movie podcast. Who's that on the waterfront guy? Who's that, that dude that directed Psycho guy? Uh, yeah, so. Gump guy. <laughs> oh, man. Long day. <laughs> um, <laughs> crap, totally distracted. Oh, so Russell Crowe. Yeah, he'd, he'd done, in, in sequence, he did L.A. Confidential, The Insider, Gladiator, and then A Beautiful Mind. I mean, he was on fire. Uh, Ron Howard direct, directed One Best Picture, Russell Crowe, One Best Actor. Uh, it's just a great movie about this genius John Nash and his math skills. Uh, you want to know what I love about this movie is how, how it shows what he did for the country and then also what happened to him down the road. <laughs> <laughs> But he was straight, so I loved it. And they showed it from the present time all the way to the very end of his death. I just thought that was amazing. <laughs> so it's, let's say that instead of banging Jennifer Connelly in this movie, he was banging Paul Bettany. How would, how would you have viewed this movie? Well, I wouldn't see the point of that, really. Dude, I don't care about your sexual preference. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it was a great movie and the twist really worked for me like this was kind of like you know six cents happened in 99 this came out in 2001 so and then fight club careful uh, on spoilers oh uh, yeah Th this was kind of the in that time where within, fight club six cents within five years of yeah where there's a lot of a lot of these twists the twist did primal work fear. For, yeah primal fear the twist did work for me um and it was obviously a very important element to who he was as a person. Uh, he's a fascinating person that was really smart. Did you My mention that four. it was Ron Howard that directed it? Yep. Okay, because he was also like in a major hot streak. Yeah, he was. Um, Apollo, 13. Apollo 13. Yeah. yeah. The Grinch is still Christmas. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> and, you know, I just rewatched that uh, for the second time after, you know, since it came out. I watched it again this year, too. Good. I like it. Not a good movie. <laughs> That's a um, really good movie. So, yes, Russell Crowe is the reason why I like this movie. Yeah. Yes, I am partial to Russell Crowe. Me too. I think he's a great actor. Me too. I think it's the first time, time we've period, agreed this episode. He was my favorite. You know, he's in <laughs> Me my too. top five actors of all time. Me too. Um, oh, the bromance is back on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> me and Brandon? Or yeah. Me okay. yeah. You made up over <laughs> Russell Crowe. Yeah. A New Zealander. <laughs> well, anyway, if you bring up Spider-Man again, I'm just going <laughs> to. It's off. <laughs> um, well, when we do our uh, Oscar game again this year, 
You might have to wear another Batman outfit. That's not going to happen. I'm winning this year. I'll cheat if I need to. Uh, so Russell Crowe, you know, I, he carries this movie. <clears throat> Remind me, he got gypped on this movie, didn't he? No, he won for best pick. I don't think for, so. Did he not win best? That's a. You th- know what? He I did not he... win this year. Okay, so what happened was, was that um, he was in the tabloids quite a bit. He had won uh, for Meg Ryan. He had he had won for Gladiator. Yeah, he won for Gladiator. And uh, he had, there was like the telephone issue at the hotel where he had. Oh uh, yeah. And I think he personally got snubbed uh, because of yeah he was only nominated uh, because Who of won it that he year? was kind of had that bad boy. I just yeah. he had that bad boy kind of persona and he just got rocked now uh, robbed now I don't remember who beat him or who he was up against I'm looking it up because if it whoever it is yeah go ahead you know maybe I can justify it but Russell Crowe was this movie he, you know Gladiator was I think everyone will agree that Gladiator is good but it's a little overrated love Gladiator I know you do <laughs> um, it's a very good movie but I just think it's a little overrated and I don't think he should have won Best Actor for it um you gonna fight again? But when you look at yeah. this okay. and you compare this to like The Insider, another movie that he completely carries, he was so good in it. Um, and then you throw in, you know, the John Nash story, obviously another biopic, uh, him dealing with schizophrenia and how they treated it in the movie. I thought it was a very clever way to treat the schizophrenia. It was. And, um, you know, Jennifer Connelly was good. I go back and forth on her as what I think she is as an actress. Agreed. Um, <laughs> so... You know, that's, it, was, it was just an interesting story. Um, the paranoia that goes along with it. Uh, Ed Harris is a very good character in it. His roles, uh, I just thought it was a good story and good music, by the way. Good score. Adam Smith needs revision. What are you talking about? If we all go for the blonde. We block each other. Not a single one of us is going to get her. So then we go for her friends. But they will all give us the cold shoulder because nobody likes to be second choice. But what if no one goes for the blonde? We don't get in each other's way. And we don't insult the other girls. That's the only way we win. That's the only way we all get laid. <laughs> Smith said the best result comes from everyone in the group doing what's best for himself, right? That's what he said. That's right. Incomplete. Incomplete. Okay. Because the best result would come from everyone in the group doing what's best for himself and the group. Ash, this is some way for you to get the blonde on your own. You can go to hell. Governing dynamics, gentlemen. Governing dynamics. Adam Smith. What's wrong? Yep, there we go. Careful, careful. Thank you. I have a long-standing thing where I, I'm, I won't watch any of the movies from Russell Crowe's Hot Streak just because it really bothers Brandon. It takes me off. It's to piss off Brandon. It, it really, off. It really upsets him. Uh, it does upset me a lot. A lot, a lot. <laughs> Cinderella Man also needs to be mentioned. Uh, training day, Denzel. That's right. Denzel beat him. It Honestly, that was a sorry or bad. You should have won before for something else, <laughs> so we're going to give you training day. Den- Denzel would tell you right now training day is not his best performance and that Russell Crowe should have beat him I'm not for sure a beautiful Denzel mind. I'm not sure Denzel would tell you that's his top five performance. No, for real. 
Glory, Malcolm, Malcolm X. X. Yeah, Glory, yeah. Yeah. Um, there's there's the, one that I heard here while back. Hurricane, I think, was better than... Hurricane was great. Yeah. Denzel's so good. We almost did a top five Denzel uh, this week if we were going to do fences and we yeah. did hidden figures instead. And I was actually pretty stoked about top five yeah. Denzel list, which we will do one day because we don't talk enough about Denzel. <laughs> and um, I think he's one of the best actors of all time. He's great, but he shouldn't have won that year. He should have won for I something agree. else. I agree. Okay. Uh, Rachel, your number three favorite movie about a genius. Rachel. <laughs> the Social Network. Hey, We've already covered this, so I won't say a whole lot more. But uh, if you don't understand how big Facebook has become because of Mark Zuckerberg, then like the, it really is not just a social networking platform. This is a major business. Oh, yeah. Um. It's a major it a sales funnel alter, tool. World-altering thing. It is. They know everything. They know too much. Facebook frequently freaks me out with the things that it knows. Like, I'll take oh, a picture yeah. with someone that I haven't seen in, like, 10 years, and it's like, boom, I think it's this person. Like, yeah. you shouldn't know that. Or, like, if you hopped on right now, I'd be like, hey, have you watched these movies from Denzel Washington? It's like, you freakos. How did you know I was yeah, just talking about Denzel? It'd probably be like, <laughs> oh, are you eating at Subway? It's right over there. You want to write a review on it? Facebook like knows said, too much. Totally but, agree with Snowden. But Mark Zuckerberg has changed. <laughs> it, it, he's changed life as we know it. Honestly, he has. And I thought that this movie was well. Those two with the German help of a couple. Well, those two. Yeah. Those two German twins uh, changed life as we know it. They. they that's the Steve Jobs as Wozniak argument. Yes, exactly. It's that kind of the, thing. The the two brothers Google? that he stole the, the, the twins the, he stole the oh, idea oh, from. Army Hammer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't yeah. think of the name. Oh, Mark Wa- Zuckerberg is a little punk. Well, oh, the, but Winkle Voss. Winkle yes. The Winkle Voss yeah. 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 <laughs> So anyway, it w- it's a good movie, and it doesn't portray him as perfect. He's actually a pretty big dick. Yeah, he is. So He's a genius. He's a genius. And Facebook has and, uh, completely he, changed things. And he makes an interesting movie. I don't know if he's a pretty big dick. I think he's just misunderstood, Rachel. Uh, I think he's a pretty big <laughs> he's dick. He's socially awkward. But he's got nothing on Steve Jobs, and I still use his phone, so... No, I'm yeah. gonna keep using all yeah, these. You're still using Facebook. Yeah, I am. Thanks, but thanks, you know who assholes. I feel, for? <laughs> I feel bad for whoever created MySpace. He like did it first. Oh, and, like, and he was every Tom. Tom is everybody's Tom. knows his last name. Yeah, because who cares? Yeah, <laughs> and like oh. Mark Zuckerberg gets all the credit just because he made like a better version. That's like bull. Cr- It'd be like if I invented the hamburger and Jake was like. Hey guys, I invented a cheeseburger, and then Jacob becomes a freaking millionaire, and everybody's well, making a movie about him. Like I made the freaking hamburger, right, put cheese, cheese on it, man. <laughs> cheeseburgers are way better than hamburgers. Yeah. <laughs> oh, rabbit hole update. By the way, Tom's doing just fine. He sold MySpace for like a ridiculous amount of money, and Good. now he's a photographer and he just travels all over the place. He deserves so, it. He deserves. I want to see a movie about him. Yeah, I, I'd much rather be him than uh, Mark Zuckerberg. In 2004, I was on both MySpace and Facebook. Uh-huh. And I remember I got off Facebook after a year, and I was like, eh, everyone's on MySpace. I'm only going to do MySpace. Yeah. And then after it just was all of a sudden Facebook really was, blew yeah. up. Yeah. I think it's after they got rid of the uh, college thing. Yep. Yeah. It was like, it was. okay, I guess I'll sell out and go back. Yep. And I yep. never looked back at MySpace again. Yeah. And that's what ticks me off. Like, 
because I would put my, music on MySpace. Yeah, it was so to, fun. Like, like you go to pages. HTML on it. Like, oh, yes, man. you could like yeah. make your own background. The top five drama, did, though, guys. Oh yeah, top the five top friends. The top five drama top was five crazy. It was great. Like, yeah, who do you have right. as your top five? <laughs> it's like I was safe because I put Jesus number one. You can't argue that. And then you that. put your family. Then you put a family. Yep. My friends, like, hey man, you're not Jesus or my family, so you didn't make the cut. Forgot about that. Yeah. So anyway, but everybody's forget. Anyways, the, the social network was real good. It was. It was. <laughs> the dude stole Thank from you. MySpace and from the German twins, and he's held as a genius. Whatever. The youngest billionaire. Great movie, time. though. Yeah. Or the richest, youngest, richest person. I don't know what that means. <laughs> we got that out. <laughs> I made that. I can't back that up. <laughs> Just can't say it right. <laughs> I'll take I'll take people who won't make our genius list for two hundred, Alex. Oh, I'm just kidding. He was doing math <laughs> earlier. For fun. He was. He was. He's a hidden figure. Okay, my number three. <laughs> <laughs> my number three favorite movie about genius actually has genius in the title. Real genius. Good. It's, it's, I'm glad. You, I'm glad it was on someone's list. Yeah, I figured I'd be the only one talking about it. It's probably the only comedy on the list. I love. All right, let me just say this right off the bat. I love Val Kilmer. I'm a huge, huge Val Kilmer fan. Especially back then. Especially back then. And people don't remember it or, or just didn't know. He actually started off. His first two movies were comedies. Top, Top Secret, Secret, which was like an airplane. Uh, pe- same people who made Airplane. Hilarious <laughs> movie. Um, actually almost made my musicals list because it, it's a musical also. It's a musical comedy spoof. But then he also did Real Genius. And he plays a guy uh, named Chris Knight in this, and he's hilarious. He is just hilarious. It's a one-man show, really. There's a lot of great supporting characters as well, but he is so funny as like this young, arrogant, cocky, smart-ass genius. But he's a likable dude. He's really charming and really likable. Uh, and he kind of fights for the underdog, but he's a, I can't remember if it's MIT or some made up fictional version of MIT right. or whatever. Or oh, they could say some fictional college. <laughs> yeah. So it's something like that. But I mean, this movie is so hilarious. Guys, I want you to meet Chris Knight. Chris, this is my assistant, Sherry Nugel. And this is Mike Dodd. Dr. Dodd. The one who just designed our brand new telecom satellite. It's an honor to meet you, sir. Telecom. Isn't that the satellite that's raining debris all over Europe? Why is that toy on your head? Because if I wear it anywhere else, it chafes. I'm sorry. It, it's just that I didn't want you guys to think I was stuffy. You know, no fun. All brain, no penis. <laughs> Pardon me? I, I'm sorry. It's, it's just an infantile response to authority. Yes, you are Chris Knight, aren't you? I hope so. I'm wearing his underwear. It's a joke! I get it! That's funny! <laughs> Well, I just can't help but you guys are such fun yourselves. Well, we try to be. Isn't that right, Mike? No. It was a hit in the 80s. I mean, it's it's categorized as a comedy romance sci-fi, which is totally true. It's about a bunch of young geniuses. And, uh, I mean, the climax of the movie features the villain going up in a, in a popcorn-filled... Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Oh, you haven't seen Real Genius? Stop right there. Don't spoil it for anyone who listens. Okay, my bad. You can spoil it for anyone who listens, but don't spoil it for me. But The, the climax <laughs> is great. This movie is actually one of the movies that's on my movies I shamefully haven't seen. Dude, oh, you've got to watch and, uh, it. I've, I've, I'll, I'll say I'll always one or two. It just seems like it never comes up, or I'll think about it, or it's never convenient for me to. You'll like it. Val Comer's hilarious in it. It's, it's a really, really good movie. Anybody who hasn't watched it needs to watch it. Have you seen it, Rachel? Yes, I have. Did you like it? Yes, but it's been years. I need to see it again. Yeah. Did Brendan make you watch it? 
No, I watched it before him. Yeah. My family watched it. Because yeah. Yeah. if he had asked you to, you probably wouldn't watch it, right? That yeah, is correct. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. We made a list of like 10 movies at the beginning of 2016 for Rachel yeah, to watch. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Including movies that like Shawshank, Goodfellas, yep, yep. Gladiator, probably. Yep. There's some I'm good movies. Magnolia, maybe. Yeah, LA yeah I know LA Confidential was yeah. in there. Rach watched one. One. Goodfellas. That's it. Nailed it. Goodfellas is real good, guys. <laughs> Bet you the rest of your list is, too. Might be. That's <laughs> why. Couldn't tell you. Okay. All right, Jacob. What is your number two? <laughs> it's getting really hostile. Um, <laughs> I could have jumped in either time, but I didn't. But it's the social network. Oh, nice. Um, I actually battled with this to be my number one. Um, I think this social network is one of the best movies of the last 15 years since the turn of the century. I think because of the arguments I was trying to hold off on making when you were talking <laughs> earlier, but you were just making so many great arguments. Thank you. Or points that I agree with. Yeah. <clears throat> I think Aaron Sorkin's writing for this movie was amazing. Yeah, it was. And the this is where like the fast dialogue really worked for it. Yeah. The quippy, shitty, shithead Mark Zuckerberg yep. versus the rich and powerful, and I always get my way, Mark you know, uh, Winklevoss. Yeah. And then you put it in two different kind of law, um, oh, what's the word? I don't know, trials? Law, yeah, kind of trial yeah. settings. Yeah. That makes for really kind yeah, of dramatic. Yeah, uh, scenes yeah you throw in his you know his actual the the editing is great right so you throw yeah. in those two storylines you throw in the actual storyline of how it all started right you yeah. know moving along so you're always kind of intertwining weaving through yep. the storyline of facebook being created with two separate uh court cases or yep. uh going on which makes it just great and it's just constant dialogue it does not stop this was the first time you raised any of those concerns, right? I'd raised concerns before. Bullshit. Not to us. Gentlemen, I'm talking about at the meeting in January to which this letter is referring. Yeah. Let me rephrase this. You sent my client 16 emails. In the first 15, you didn't raise any concerns. Is that a question? In the 16th email, you raised concerns about the site's functionality. Were you leading them on for six weeks? No. Then why didn't you raise any of these concerns before? It's raining. I'm sorry? It just started raining. Mr. Zuckerberg, do I have your full attention? No. Do you think I deserve it? What? Do you think I deserve your full attention? I had to swear an oath before we began this deposition, and I don't want to perjure myself, so I have a legal obligation to say no. Okay, no. You don't think I deserve your attention? I think if your clients want to sit on my shoulders and call themselves tall, they have a right to give it a try, but there's no requirement that I enjoy sitting here listening to people lie. You have part of my attention. You have the minimum amount. The rest of my attention is back at the offices of Facebook, where my colleagues and I are doing things that no one in this room, including and especially your clients, are intellectually or creatively capable of doing. Did I adequately answer your condescending question? If you sit there, I mean, and watch the dialogue versus, because there's no action. There's nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the only action in this movie is when they jump off their uh, roof into the pool, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, because the rest of it, the and it, how do you make computers interesting, right? How do you make, it's my argument with uh, with uh, chess or pool. Right. And you, if you're not doing it with editing, which is edited very well, you have to do it with dialogue. Right. And you have to carry your movie. And yeah. for a movie to be um, this good, you know, because it was up for Best Picture, and yes, the King's Speech, I think, was the only movie that 
could well, obviously it was the only one that brought it down but yeah. i think this was the year that like true grit district nine were all up yeah I think it, right. it was it, it was, was like far a, and away those two were the clear were everybody like knew it was gonna be one of the two of them, yep. you know but the, i think these are the two clear ones and yeah i was i was really torn at the time which one i wanted to win because i really liked so was i speech. i was the same way um there's so much i loved about that movie but what we just said earlier it just it just uh, the it stands the, the test better. of time better yeah uh, it's great and yeah. and dude Dave Fincher, that guy's a stud. Yeah, I, I he's wish awesome. he did so many more movies. <laughs> yeah, he's and great. We just don't get enough of Fincher movies. Yeah, yeah. So that's the only one so far that's made all three lists, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Let's see if anything else does. Rachel, your number two favorite movies about geniuses. D- definitely Rain Man. That de- de- definitely Rain hey, Man. Hey, my number two is Rain Man hey, as well. Your number jump two, in. Rain Man. I'm an excellent driver. No, <laughs> my, my number two is Social Network. <laughs> oh, that's right. We already covered that. I'm paying attention. All right, you take the lead here. Uh, Great so, movie, by the way. Yeah. So Rain Man, starring Tom Cruise, and um, I just lost his Justin name. Hoffman. That's the one. Basically, Tom Cruise is—he's uh, kind of a yuppie, yeah, and yuppie. his his estranged father dies, and he finds out that he has an autistic brother, and they have wacky misadventures yeah. together. That's 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 a good way of saying it. Um. <laughs> Rain Man's really good at counting things. <laughs> yeah, he he's an <laughs> idiot comes, savant, is what they you know yeah. the the. I mean, I guess it's the, I think autistic is probably the actual. Uh, I think just was was to say, I was Whoa. Say, no, 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 he's autistic, but like a genius yes, version, yeah. not idiot savant. I think it's just called all savant. Aut- all autistic people are very very smart. Yeah, no, no, so, but he's but like he's a genius like, level. He is like, like he's like genius level. Well, that's why I made the list, Brandon. Yeah, <laughs> Peter Parker, <laughs> idiot savant. <laughs> See, we can, we can a, wrap any kind of uh, movie into uh, Peter Parker. <laughs> um, I Rain Man is an excellent Tobey movie. Tobey Maguire, definitely. I mean, <laughs> definitely Tobey Maguire. <laughs> uh, Rain Man is an excellent movie. That's why everybody's seen Rain Man, right? Everybody's seen. Oh, yeah, it won, it won Best Picture. I mean, it's it's an amazing movie. Um, uh, great score, great acting. Uh, both Tom Cruise and Dustin Hoffman yep. were up for Best Actor in that movie. And no, only, only Dustin Hoffman. Really? Undeservedly so. Tom Cruise really got screwed. And kind of, as time has passed on, everybody realized that they dropped the ball by not nominating Tom Cruise. Because Dustin Hoffman's the showy role. He's the obvious, right. wow, he's amazing right. in this. But as time went on, they're like, crap, Tom Cruise was really, really good in that too. Because you have to do a certain level of acting to be play the straight man and get someone who's so showy right. and be the normal guy and be sympathetic, but also irritated and, and impatient and then patient and, and all those things. And to focus acting when somebody is acting so, for lack of a better word, crazy around you. Yeah. Well, I'll have to let you drive sometime. Raymond, Raymond! You never, never touch the steering wheel when I'm driving. Do you hear me? Yeah. Do you hear me? Of course, I don't have my underwear. What? Definitely not wearing my underwear. What are you talking about? I gave you a fresh pair of mine this morning. No, not my underwear. Where? I told you to go in the bathroom and put them on. Where are they? Of course, they're in the pocket of my jacket. Where? Here. These are, these, are, these, these are too tight. I don't want them back, right? These are not boxer shorts. Mine are boxer shorts. Well, what's the difference? These are Hanes 32. These are Hanes 32. Oh, my boxer shorts have my name and it says Rain. Well, all, right, all right, all right. When we pass the store, we'll pick you up a pair of boxer There's, shorts. I get my boxer shorts at Kmart Cincinnati. I'm not going back to Cincinnati, Rick, so don't even start with that. 400 Oak Street. I'm not going back to Cincinnati. You don't have to go to Cincinnati to pick up boxer shorts. That's Oak and Burnett in Cincinnati. What did I say? It's Kmart. What I, you hear me. I know you hear me. My boxer shorts. You don't fool my... me with this shit for a second. 
Yours are too tight. Great! Did you fucking hear what I said? Shut up! Yeah. Cincinnati's a long way off. When you're getting further away from Kmart. You don't have to go to Cincinnati to get a pair of underwear at Kmart. You have to go to Kmart, 400 Oak Street. But I tell you, Ray, we are not going to Cincinnati, and that's final. Get my boxer shorts at Kmart. Raymond, that is final. Did you hear me? I'm going to be short. You're, you're, you're right. I mean, this was, no, this was nominated for eight Oscars. It won four. And uh, Barry Levinson was the director yeah. on that. And yeah. great movie. I, I, I love that movie. And it's there's some, there were, when it came out, there were just so many lines that came from it because of Dustin Hoffman. Yeah. You, know, you didn't get that from Tom Cruise. But uh, the Kmart stuff, the driving. I'm an excellent driver. Yeah. The, yeah. the yeah. toothpick scene was a great scene. Oh, uh, yeah. Toothpick uh, scene which was filmed in Oklahoma, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. A, lot of, a large portion of yeah, it was Guthrie. Guthrie. Yeah. Guthrie. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a great movie. It has a whole uh, local tie here. One best picture, best actor. And I'll never forget, um, kind of famous at the time, Dustin Hoffman, who's thanking everybody, uh, his acceptance speech for the Oscar. And he didn't think Tom Cruise, and he felt so bad. He came back later on in the Oscar telecast and asked if he could say something else because he forgot Tom Cruise, and he yeah. felt so bad about it. Uh, yeah, and little twelve-year-old Brandon remembers that. I remember that stuck with me. Uh, wow, and that's I, little an old oops. movie. That's a really old movie. Yeah, it came out in eighty-eight, right? Yeah, eighty-eight. That's that's right. And one thing to note too is that this is a really good movie about brothers. Yes, you know the relationships for great. all the kind of quirky for all the okay. So Tom Cruise is such kind of a prick in this movie. Yeah, he is. And so for between that kind of the the weird you know adventures that they go through yeah. for what it turns out like the last fifteen twenty minutes. Oh, so good. Uh, the scene where Tom Cruise just leans his head on his brother. Oh my god, on the bed. Yes, that was so good. So good, and seeing that's true character development. Yeah, and Tom Cruise earned that moment. Because he didn't flip the switch from prick to loving brother, you saw it, you know, build progressively throughout the movie that that developed throughout, and so he earned that moment. And I think that's why, again, people realized. I, I honestly think it might be Tom Cruise's best performance, right there with Born on the Fourth of July. Oh, I'm still with uh, Magnolia, man. Oh, he was so good, Magnolia. And too. honestly, he's perfect for Jerry Maguire. But yeah, he is. It's tough to say because I think yeah. Tom Cruise. He's an underrated While actor. While he is a Hollywood star, he, he is an underrated actor. Absolutely, yeah. Um, I also want to give a shout-out to Valeria Golino. Oh, she was a hottie, dude. She was dude. smoking. She was a hottie. And she was very good in this. Yeah, she know? was. And she was sweet. She was kind of, she was, but, she was kind of the heart. She was, she was, she she was, was the in-between, you know, because she was so – I really liked her in that. She she was a needed figure in the movie. Well, she was like a um, – a better version of Rosie Perez in White Man yeah, Can Jump. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that is both of our number twos. I bet you our number one. Actually, our number ones might all be the same. That That's some of the reason I put Social Network at two. But this is the first movie I thought of. Yep, me this too. This is the first movie I knew I was going to be on my list. Yep, me too. I think it's probably everyone's go-to movie. Yep, yeah. me too. Um, first off, are we done with the twos? Yeah, we're doing yeah. twos because yeah. my number two is Rayman as well. Okay, I mean, do we want to say it on three? One, two, 
three, The Amazing Spider-Man. Oh, wait, what, guys? <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to think of something funny, but I decided not to. Oh. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Obviously, it's Goodfellas. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Rachel, your turn to, to make a make a crack. Encino Man? <laughs> That's oh, your shit. Good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're always talking about our number one, I think, across the board, uh, probably any list, not just the three of us. I bet you anybody making the list list would, would end up with... Goodwill Good hunting, Good hunting being number one. Uh, awesome. Love this movie. Yeah. We really haven't talked about this movie very much. Have we not? Outside of maybe, um, we haven't done a list where it was great monologues, but we've talked about the, the, the Robin bench Williams scene? bench scene. Oh, gosh. Um, I will just randomly YouTube it. I was just like sitting on know, a bench. That's one of the reasons we talked about it because I believe it's one of your top all-time scenes. It's one of my top all-time scenes. You know, that actually, yeah. that actually may have been when it came up. Was we did it all time. Yeah. Did we do it all time? Scenes? Did we? If we didn't, nope, we need we to. We did dinner scenes. I'll to go oh, back we did and dinner, look at it. Oh, we need to do it if we haven't. Because we may be like picking my favorite movie. That list is going to be impossible. But it'd be fun. Which one? <sighs> favorite, favorite scenes. Favorite scenes. harder than your favorite movie. Oh, yeah, it is. Because then you just fun. take the very well, best of be the best. Your favorite movies and part of the scenes from your favorite movies. Yeah. I don't know my favorite Luke, movies. Luke, I am your father. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I am your father. <laughs> <laughs> Killing it with these impressions. I was going to say his first first dart sounded like his Buffalo Bill. <laughs> Luke, Luke puts the lotion on the skin. Word. Yeah, <laughs> I'd watch that. <laughs> So Goodwill Hunting's good. Yeah. Brandon, do what's Goodwill Hunting about? Okay, Goodwill Hunting, Matt Damon plays a janitor at MIT uh who Okay, so this is a school for geniuses and he's a janitor and Stellan Skarsgård plays uh the the big time professor and he gives his most genius students in his highest he's class. A janitor at. Yeah. Did you say that? Yeah, yeah did. he did. Yeah, it's okay. Uh he, uh, and then he explained that it was a school for smart people, and yeah. you don't know what MIT is. <laughs> that's why. I, that's why I thought I missed MIT. Yeah. Uh, so he puts out this problem, and of course he's like, "You have like six years to solve it because it's going to take you forever." And then cut to a scene. You got the janitor on the chalkboard outside. And he figures out in like ten seconds. Goes along his way. Anyways, uh, but he's got problems. He's, got, he's a genius. But he comes from poor upbringing. He was an orphan. He's got a lot of um, emotional issues. Uh, played by Matt Damon, of course. And Skarsgård uh, hooks him up with Robin Williams, who's a counselor. Tracks him down, realizes his issues. Yeah. And so basically it becomes uh, this relationship between Robin Williams, who's also a genius himself, and Matt Damon, who's like the king genius of them all. <laughs> He's a prodigy. He's a prodigy. And and his mind dwarfs these other geniuses at MIT. And uh, so it's it's basically about trying to refine this young prodigy's emotional issues and channel them into making him become great. Yeah. One, grow up to be a better man, yeah. to, uh, you know, face his, his past, but then do good with it, you know, yeah. all the same stuff. This movie, and of course, as far as Robert Williams, Matt Damon, but also Ben Affleck, it's what got them famous, of course. Uh, Mini and Driver. It was written by Matt, Ben Affleck and Matt Damon. Uh, Matt Damon. Uh, but yeah, it was <laughs> not. Uh, they won the Oscar for it. You know, this movie has progressively shot up my all time favorite movies list. Like, at directed one time, by, it was like. Directed by Gus Van Sant. Uh, yes, too. Gus Van Sant. At one time, I was like, yeah, it's around my top 20 favorite movies. Then a few years later, that's like a top 15 favorite movie for me. 
few years later. It's like a top ten favorite movie for me. Like now, it's like hovering like top five favorite movie for me all time. Oh, I can't tell you how many times I've watched this movie. Me too. It's one of my most rewatched movies. Yeah, Rach, no, you just recently watched it though, right? Yep. In the last year or two. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yup. No, that's true. <laughs> Jacob and I are so passionate about this. Yup. <laughs> hey, man, I've only seen it once. <laughs> but it was good enough for you to it make your good. number one. It's number one. Yeah. It's better than Iron Man. So Jacob and I are obviously in love with this movie. What did you like about it from your first time watching it? Uh, okay, well, because I just watched it like last year. It's pretty significant that it lived up to the hype. Right. I after mean, there's a years. lot said about Goodwill Hunting. Yes. And it's it's a fantastic movie. It's ten. I found no problems with this movie whatsoever. I don't have the same connection to it because I haven't been watching it for years and years like you guys have. But it's an excellent, outstanding movie. What I like about it too is, I mean, it's it's got all the drama stuff, but it's really really funny it too. It is, uh, and it's obviously so well acted by all all parts, especially Robin Williams. It was like he was so perfect in this role. But the thing to me is, there's so many great scenes in this. Like yeah. you can just watch over. I'm like, great you, lines, great lines. The dialogue was so good. Like I can just and I quote this all the time. I think of it all the time. Like in normal everyday situation, things will happen. Like I don't know. This is gonna sound terrible, but like I'll see somebody like fumbling over something kind of that I know, and they're like kind of trying to come up with the answer. I'm like. Do you know how fucking easy this is for me? And I had to sit there and watch you fumble over it. It's like when like, I listen to you a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> this is a joke to me. <laughs> I had to watch you screw it up. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, the bench scene, obviously iconic. The uh, it's not your fault scene. The the yeah. scene where the My baseball. My friends and I for years said it wasn't your fault. And they would cry. We would cry, <laughs> cry hug. <laughs> uh, the, uh, how do you like them apples scene? Yeah. But then what leads up to the how do you Son like of them a bitch apples? Stole Yes, that's oh, great. There's so line. many. Uh, uh, but I also love. I love um, also all the scenes between uh, Skarsgård and and Robin Williams. Kind of the rivalry between them, but then also yep. the the battle over Matt Damon and what's right for him. Uh, when they get into it, and even Robin Williams fault. Williams follows up with saying, "Like, you know, that stuff goes way back. Me and him. You really believe that the actor yeah. is so good in this. You really yeah. believe that they have a history of being old roommates who." You know, there's still some animosity there towards right. each other because they throw down at one point uh, they do. Well, towards the end of the movie. Yeah. And th- that's we, we got to talk about the writing in this, yeah. which uh, it's so many things. So it's set in Boston. So it's great that Matt Damon and Ben Affleck are the ones who wrote this because they're from Boston. So you throw in all these Bostonian accents, which these guys are, you know, yeah. obviously they can do. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you, I've sat on the bench. No biggie. <laughs> you throw in uh, Casey Affleck and before so, I forget, for <laughs> this fourth kind of unfor- unfortunate forgotten actor, Cole Hauser. Yeah. Who, uh, who can also, be great. Yeah. He, he was also in Dazed and Confused. Right. Well, he's, yeah. he had just a he's quick a, run. He did. And then just disappeared. I, I mean, I, I've always liked Cole Hauser. Yeah. He just could never get it going. Yeah. This is also one of the most memorable Oscar speeches I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. They were both won. so excited. I, yeah. I mean, in a way, this movie just seems like it was under the radar at the time. And maybe one of those just snuck up out of nowhere by the end of the year when it was released and uh, just surprised everybody. If they could redo the Oscars, do you think it would win Best Picture over Titanic? I think it would. It no. should. No. I mean, it should, but I, I, well, no. and uh, okay, Titanic no, is always going to be more iconic because what it did technically. There's no way. But I think if they voted now, I think Goodwill Hunt. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I, don't know. I, don't think I, I mean, I know Titanic. I, I, was look, I think it'd be nice to say that it could. It might, 
But I just don't see how it could with what what Titanic did at the time. No one had ever seen anything. Oh, like I agree. That. I and and Titanic deserved it because of what it did, both technically and at the box office and and all those things. And it was a really good movie. But I feel like if you talked, if you rounded up ten critics right now and said, which do you think is a better movie, Titanic or Goodwill Hunting? More people would say that good because Titanic has kind of had a backlash as far as the quality of the movie and sure. kind of the cheesiness the of it and stuff dialogue. like that. Yeah. Uh, whereas Goodwill Hunting, is, I feel like its reputation is only built over time. I'm saying I don't I know. agree with that. Yeah. Oh, this is certainly like a fine wine. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's... LA Confidential also came out that year. Great 97? year for, Yeah, great year for movies. Well, I didn't realize it came out in 97. I thought it was Donnie Brasco also. Mm. Donnie Brasco also. Well, Donnie Brasco is good, but it's not Goodwill Hunting, LA Confidential good. Well, I'm just... It was just a great year for movie, period. Yes. It, yeah, it was I, great. I agree with that. Yeah. Um, And I don't... I don't hate Titanic like some people do. It certainly has some dumb things about it, and people want to hate Leo yeah. in it. Um, but just what it did technically was amazing. It was. Look, back to uh, Goodwill Hunting, because <laughs> other things I want to bring up, because how much have we talked about Robin Williams at this point? Look, Robin Williams one of your favorite actors. I uh-huh. mean, I don't think he was in my top five, but I, I fucking love Robin Williams. Yeah. He's so good. And in a time period where for like 10 years he – I don't feel like he could do any wrong. Yeah. This was like his high point. Yeah. Or it maybe, was. I mean, he was so on fire. He had a couple some, years after I mean, Mrs. Doubtfire. Mrs. Doubtfire, Dead Poet uh, Society. Aladdin, if, yeah. Really? Yeah. I mean, Aladdin was great. That yeah. Was, oh, yeah. It was an it was. animated movie. Yeah. So you really realize that an actor can do that. But and then you throw in his wild, crazy self and put him into the most dramatic role. And you're like, whoa, this guy's really diverse. Yeah. He does that in Dead Post Society. He does. Right. Um, and this is just a step up from that. It is. And, you know, you've said it, the, the, the park bench scene, which I think is the probably the best scene in the movie. Hard to yeah. say. But it's amazing. But think about the scene where he's reminiscing on the baseball. Uh, on oh, the, uh, the yeah. Red Sox game. Yes. And yes. one that's edited really well. But, you know... You just – that's the part where, again, great writing, but you throw in kind of that Boston, mm-hmm. you know, dialogue and the excitement. And, and they cut back to the actual like clips of the game. And the history yep. of that town. Yeah. It's such an important thing to the movie. And he built up the scene so well. Matt Damon was getting so excited. He's like, so how was it? I don't know. I wasn't I there. Know, wasn't there. Yeah. What do you mean you weren't there? I had to see – I slipped the ticket across the bar and said I had to see about a girl. Hey. So when did you know, like, that she was the one for you? October 21st, 1975. Jesus Christ, you know the fucking day? Oh, yeah. Because it was game six of the World Series. Biggest game in Red Sox history? Yeah, sure. My friends and I had slept out on the sidewalk all night to get tickets. You got tickets? Day of the game. We're sitting in a bar waiting for the game to start. And in walks this girl. It was an amazing game, though. You know, bottom of the eighth, Carbo tied it up. It was 6-6. It went to twelve. Bottom of the 12th, in stepped Carlton Fisk. Old Pudge. Steps up to the plate. You know, he's got that weird stand. Yeah, yeah. And then, boom! He clocks it, you know. High, fly ball on the left field line. 35,000 people on their feet, yelling at the ball. But that's not because Fisk, he's waving at the ball like a madman. Yeah, get over! Get over! Get over! And then it hits a foul pole. Oh, he goes ape shit. And 35,000 fans, you know, they charge the field, you know? Yeah, and he's fucking pulling oh, no, people he's like, out. Get, get out of the way! Get out of the way! I can't fucking believe you had tickets in that fucking game! Yeah. Did you rush the field? Uh, no, I didn't rush the fucking field. I wasn't there. What? No, I was in a bar having a drink with my future wife. You missed Pudge Fist's home run? Oh, yeah. To have a fucking drink with some lady you never met? Yeah, but 
you should have seen her. She was a stunner. I don't care if Oh, fucking... no, no, she lit up the room. I don't Ooh. care if Helena Troy walks oh, into the Helena room. That's Troy. game six. No, oh, my God. And who are these fucking friends of yours? They let you get away with that? They had to. What did you say to him? Just slid my ticket across the table and I said, "Sorry, guys, I gotta see about a girl." It's a gosh, don't you want to watch it's it right amazing. now? Amazing, I, I yeah. love it, and you know, it's good it's that so it's good. all of our number one school. We can spend <laughs> the extra time to talk about it because yeah. since we probably will never review it, it's it's fun to talk about a movie that we love for more than just five minutes, yeah, more than just two minutes, you know, yeah. Um, you know, I could. Oh, you know, we really talk about Mini Driver, someone who I think gets overlooked quite a bit, uh, and she can be kind of annoying. She can be kind of annoying. Actually, I've told Misty it's one of her all-time favorite movies as well. I was like, if I were to say anything negative about it, Mini Driver is a little annoying, a little like goofy, a little goofy. Like, but she's fine. She's fine. Bring me a mai tai. Yeah, <laughs> I liked her for that. You yeah, know? yeah, she's fine. Um. <laughs> yep, it's good. Why are you both <laughs> looking at me? I, I've seen it once. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I think we, I mean, maybe we can point out the score. Score, it's a great score. Yeah, we, score. Maybe we're reaching at straws here, but and 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 the ending. I love the ending too. You've talked about you know I had to go uh, had to oh. see about a girl, but the, he stole my line. Elliot Smith. Oh, Miss yeah. Misery. Yeah, that's I mean, right. Yeah, so, um, that guy. But I mean, it was it was a great ending as well. Oh, uh, the ending though. It was such a great scene. A forgotten scene, but the first time I saw it, probably the scene that may have actually stuck out to me the most was when Ben Affleck was talking to him when they were at their construction job. Yeah, yeah and, he, and he was saying, you know, every day when I come to your house, you know, I'm hoping that you're gone, that you left. It's basically saying, you're a genius. You can do more with your life. You don't need to be – we're, you know, we're nothing. We're and nobody. Like, that's an insult to me. Yeah, that's, that's an insult. insult. Yeah. yeah. Look. You got something none of us. Oh, come on. Why, why is it always this? I mean, I fucking owe it to myself to do this or that. What if I don't no, want to? No, no, no. Oh, fuck you. You don't owe it to yourself. You owe it to me. Because tomorrow I'm going to wake up and I'll be 50. And I'll still be doing this shit. And that's all right. That's fine. I mean, you're sitting on a winning lottery ticket. You're too much of a pussy to cash it in. And that's bullshit. Because I'd do fucking anything to have what you got. So would any of these fucking guys. It'd be an insult to us if you're still here in 20 years. Hanging around here is a fucking waste of your time. You don't know that. I don't? No, you don't know that. Oh, I don't know that. Let me tell you what I do now. Every day I come by your house and I pick you up. And we go out, we have a few drinks and a few laughs, and it's great. You know what the best part of my day is? for about 10 seconds from when I pull up to the curb when I get to your door. Because I think maybe I'll get up there and I'll knock on the door and you won't be there. No goodbye, no see you later, no nothing. I'm just left. I don't know much, but I know that. But you knew what he was... He was um foreshadowing foreshadowing thank you yeah but but it, it tied up at the end where Ben Affleck shows up at his door and he's gone so yeah and the real trick of it is the foreshadowing was the sliding the ticket across the bar story yep, exactly was the I had baseball to go see story. about a girl all tied together all, yeah it's it's great Ben Affleck and Matt Damon need to write another movie apparently yeah hey, it was crazy like Ben Affleck's you know they both were already kind of becoming hotter because of Kevin Smith movies yeah but that catapulted Ben uh, Affleck. Uh, big time. Um, certainly. I, I guess both of Matt them. Damon, yeah, both, both of them. them. Yeah. And what happened with Bad and Ben Affleck is so interesting because we knew of 
his ability here. Then he just wanted to do like shitty movies for yeah, like seven years, ten years, and then completely has rebounded in the yeah. last seven. Totally years. redeemed totally himself. Redeemed himself. I just watched like The Town recently. That's a know? great movie. Yeah, because he directed that. Yeah. I tried to watch Hollywood Land, but I just kind of was too tired. Uh, <laughs> Argo. I mean. These guys are really talented. Oh, absolutely. And I'm glad they're still around. I'm glad they're still relevant. Yeah. And I honestly think we have Goodwill Hunting to thank for that. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Great movie. I mean, one of the best of all time. Yeah. I'm telling you, it's hovering my top five of all and time. And it's 110 now. on IMDb's list, which is like... Yeah, ugh. it's way too low. Way too low. There you go. That is our top five. What right. are yours? What are... Oh, honorable mentions. My bad. <laughs> my bad. I forgot. Uh, Wait. What are some, what Wait. Are some honorable mentions? <laughs> Jacob. Uh, some of my honorable mentions are, this is what I probably should have put up my number four. Well, five is Quiz Show. Ah, long and hard good about Quiz choice. Show. Uh, the, one of the things that people, okay, one, Quiz Show is a forgotten movie. And the craziest thing about Quiz Show is that it came out in 1994, the same year that Pulp Fiction, it was up for Best Picture, along with Pulp Fiction, Shawshank Redemption, and Forrest Gump. Yeah. Never oh, yeah. stood it's a, a chance. It's, so it's what's a, Quiz Show? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, and I remember it at the time. It got buzzed about it. when it first came out. They thought that was the Oscar frontrunner, and then all these, you know, wrong. all the other ones. Yeah, wrong. I've <laughs> seen articles written that Quiz Show making arguments that Quiz Show is the better movie that, that was the best movie that year. Like these are recent articles. Now I disagree right. with them. Right, that's silly, but, but I get I, it. But they I, exist. I saw it's on uh, Netflix, I think, right now, and I saw it just a month or two ago because I just hadn't seen it in a while. Um, the it's based on true events. It's so it's a it's a biopic, uh, an idealistic. I, a di- oh fuck! <laughs> <laughs> idealistic. An idealistic young lawyer working for a congressional subcommittee in the late 1950s discovers that TV quiz shows are being fixed. His investigation focuses on two contestants on the show 21, Herbert Stemple, and a brash working class Jew from Queens, and Charles Van Doren of one of America's leading <laughs> literary families. So, and those two actors who portray the geniuses on this TV show are Ralph Fiennes and John Turturro. Uh, Ralph Fiennes being like the uppity, the the upper class, you know, pretty boy that is, you know, fooling everyone that he is this genius. And then John Turturro, who plays like the the blue collar, you know, Jew. The thing is that they are both still smart. Right. But they're just being fed the answers. Right. right. So... Uh, it's a good movie. Do you know much about it? Nope. Uh, it's it's really good. It's it is a good movie. The, the time period of it, it's kind of around like around like the the fifties, where it's like that John McCarthy or McCarthyism type mm-hmm. stuffs going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, you really see the influence of the media in this movie, where uh, they prefer like the good looking character as opposed to the annoying Jew, right? Um, you know, or I'll just say annoying John Turturro. <laughs> he is so <laughs> annoying in this movie, and because he can do that so well sometimes. He's great in it, really. I mean, he plays the role great. And, oh, well, I'm actually doing a full review here, aren't I? <laughs> I just realized that. Yeah, like I said, it, it could it easily could have been my number five. And I just think it is a forgotten movie that people need to know about. If you yep. run across it, watch it. It's a good watch. It's got Absolutely. 88 on IMDb. Uh, I'll s- I say this with hesitation, but it really is a good movie if I quit being such a dick about it. The, th- <laughs> the theory of everything. The score is amazing. Look, it's acted really well by Eddie Redmayne and Felicity Jones. I had to give them their due, even though I know it's a heavy-handed um, acting effort. That's or it's an I easy feel the same Oscar, way. Yeah, Oscar bait. Oscar bait. Yep, yeah, I totally agree with that. But it's a good movie. It's a really good movie. I like how to love hate with that for the same reason. And I wanted 
Birdman and Wind. I yep, yeah. I was the same way. Uh, yep. Michael Michael Keaton. Keaton, thank yep. you. I was the same way. Um, and I felt like Michael Keaton should have won. Right. Uh, I've got Rain Man on here, but whatever. Uh, Amadeus, this is what I was saying earlier, mm. like what defines genius? Yes, right. because he's a musical genius. Because there's yeah. artistic genius as well. And so, while, I mean, we've I never talked that. about Amadeus on here. And it's so such an outrageous movie. And like, there are some questions about the truth of this movie as well, because it can be so out there. Um but if you're any kind of a fan of music, which I believe we all are, yep. right. you know, you have a respect for, you know, classic, classical music. And, and this is a unique story. It's, it's, you know, one best picture in 1984. Uh, some other quick ones I'll mention is 21, 2008, 21 with uh, Kevin. Oh Spencer. yeah. Yeah. The card movie. That's a fun movie. Yeah. You know? It is a fun movie. A lot of math in that. I'll throw out the Hound of Baskervilles, the 1939. Anything related yeah, Sherlock to Sherlock Holmes. Holmes. Yeah. But, you know, the Hound That's of Baskervilles true. is like their most famous. I'm not going to talk about a Robert Downey Jr. Sherlock no, Holmes. those That's suck. BS. Those movies suck um, and blow me. If I ever said, the, if I ever said uh, to you, Rach, I think you can guess this. If I ever said to you, what's the poor man's goodwill hunting? What, do you, what movie would you say it is? I don't know. Uh, Brandon, I can tell, is kind of stumped, too. It's Finding Forrester. Oh, yeah, for sure. For, for sure. Sean Connery. It, it came out uh 2000, Sean yeah. Connery. It's a story of a kid who's a um, genius writer. Yeah, and it's a good movie. It's a good movie. It's just no Goodwill Hunting. It's not. Yeah, it's, but it's it is not. a good movie. It, it's was it Derek who, Luke who played the kid? I think it was Derek Luke. I don't, and he was pretty solid in it, honestly. Or but Rob just, Brown. Oh, him too. Derek Luke played somebody else around the same time period that I get confused with, apparently. Yeah, I mean he's That's a prodigy cool. writer. It's interesting, but it's just it was just too close to the story was too close to Goodwill Hunting, and that it was yep. kind of you know rough neighborhood urban kid, you know, yep. um, it just didn't quite work. I'll throw out IQ. I think the only reason I like IQ is because of the, the Meg Ryan Dennis Quaid of Walter Matthau playing yeah. of, of Einstein. Yeah, that was, yeah. Good the rest call. of it's kind of corny, but I think Walter Matthau was awesome in it. Yeah, uh, that came out in 1994. If you weren't sure, uh, Magnolia. The only thing about Magnolia is the boy genius. Yep, uh, the, the, that is on the quiz show. Quiz show. Yeah. yeah, the I'm holding out. Well, there's Back to the Future, but I'm gonna let someone else talk about that. There's one I'm really, really want to say. I'll give it one more second. So, honey, I shrunk, so here's a couple that. Well, I'll say, honey, I shrunk the kids. I kind of do that with Doc Brown. Anything Rick Moranis, dude. Anything do, yeah, that that <laughs> I have, honey, I shrunk the kids Except on my baseballs. <laughs> no, Spaceballs is also awesome. But I mean, like Rick Moranis is, oh, is a typecast. Oh, as a genius. Right? Yeah, yeah, that's true. You know, nerdy kind of smart guy. Yeah, that's true. So, and look, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids was a was a fun movie. Like, it came out when I was nine years old. I loved it at the time. I will still say I love that ant scene still. Yes, for some reason I do too. That always resonated. Um, yep. They sleep in a freaking leg. I know. Man. That's There's amazing. Some cool stuff that they do in that movie. Practical effects out the ass in that yep. movie. So good. Um, I don't know if it holds up. It's been a long time since I've seen it. Here are three movies that I've never seen, but I think I have to at least bring up are Shine, Pie, and Pollock. I've seen all three, and they're all good movies. Like They're all good movies from the standpoint of they're good movies and cool. well-acted. But you just I know that sounded stupid. I get that. <laughs> but that was but, deep, but just not really, not really entertaining or enjoyable. You're like, oh, yeah, these dudes are smart. Good job, guys, for being smart. Now let's move on with my life. Yeah, I mean that's how I feel about. Yeah, all three. I've always wanted pie, to see pie a little bit more entertaining. Really, I, well, I started watching pie and what man, it was really intense. Yeah, it's, I, it's I don't intense. think I was in the mood, which I think you need to be for that. Yeah, movie. for sure. I really it's indie indie to the extreme. Really, I, I really need to see Pollock. 
because I'm an art degree. Yeah, that's true. And Val Cameron's in it. I've seen Pollock's paintings, and they're beautiful. Yeah. They're, and most people will say, I don't get it. Anyone can do that. Right. But I'm telling you, if you see this in person and you see the depth of paint, I'll say depth, I say depth of paint, but shit, the amount of paint yeah. that he does, there's some pretty cool chaos that goes behind yeah. that. Um, lastly, I want to bring up, do y'all remember the movie? came out in 1989, The Wizard. Oh, with... Uh, Fred Savage Fred as Savage. the video game player? Yes. I freaking oh, love The yeah. Wizard, dude. Yeah. That right. movie was awesome. Okay, so... He the, had the little power glove. The Wizard introduced yeah. the Nintendo power glove yeah. and uh, Mario Brothers 3. Yeah, dude. And I remember that when movie that movie was came awesome. Out, everyone went ballistic. Oh, yeah. So the idea of The Wizard is that Fred Savage's little brother is a genius video game player. Yep. And he makes it all the way to some big tournament. Dude, that's a like great call. punk kid who can do anything. Yeah. And the punk kid breaks out this power glove. Yeah, dude. And like, little no one had ever jackass. seen anything like the power glove because all we knew as far as video games was the Nintendo controller. Yeah. The Sega controller. It's unfair, bro. And so it's like, how are you going to have... <laughs> You know, how are you going to be able to can't drive a have car it. with Can't pull out a fist? freaking glove. Yeah. I mean, it was crazy. Yeah. No one had ever thought about that at the time. No. And look, you know, I was nine, so I don't remember any. I didn't read any yeah, magazines nine too. that it was possible that this was going to be in it. <laughs> yeah, sure you were. <laughs> yeah, well, anyway. <laughs> so uh, the idea is that this little boy is like, what, seven or eight years old? Yeah. His little brother, maybe 10. And he makes it all the way in. Definitely not nine. You know, it's a pretty simple movie, wins. But it's Fred Savage when he was, it's hard to say he was in his prime. Well, I mean, it was during his Wonder Years age. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Austin Powers 3 definitely wasn't his prime. So, I mean, like a ton of stuff now. He was in uh, The Grinder with Rob Lowe. It was a great, hilarious uh, comedy that got canceled. How do you not like Fred Savage? Oh, he's so likable. But the, I I mean, look, I. I don't remember a lot about the wizard. I just remember how nuts we all went. Oh, yeah. I love the wizard. And Super Mario Brothers 3. Yeah. With a flying raccoon? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, he dude. Flies? Yeah. Oh, that was nice. That was so awesome. Anyway, that was my genius. I'm glad you brought up the wizard. <laughs> the good call on that. But anyway, the when wizard's good. we ever talk about the wizard? <laughs> yeah, good call. Good call. Uh, Rachel, what are some of your honorable minchons? Shout out to baby geniuses. So, dude, did you, you really, put a, oh, okay. It's okay. slim pickings for me. Yeah. Literally everything else. be really quiet in here. <laughs> everything that's been said so far tonight, other than real genius, I haven't seen it. So, I just haven't seen a lot of movies about geniuses. So, my top five was all five of the movies that I've seen about geniuses. When we do our top five cult movies, Rachel's going to kill it. Oh, yeah. She there, will. Yeah. Oh, she will. there are just some things I know yeah. a lot about. We don't usually talk about yeah. those things. That's true. We'll let you pick the next list. The Room. That's a genius yeah, movie. Yeah, that is. Tommy Wiseau. Genius. He's a genius of, a mad of genius. some sort. Uh, the honor mentions I like to bring up are as follows. Uh, all right. Some of them, we, a lot of them we've already mentioned. Imitation Game, Searching for Bobby Fisher, Finding Forrester. And then the other ones I'd like to bring up, y'all probably won't remember this. There's an 80s movie called Young Einstein starring Yahoo Sirius, an Australian. It was kind of a big deal. Not a big deal at the time, but it was a fun, wacky movie. It's basically (laughs) this Australian dude, uh, Yahoo Sirius, um, played a young version of Einstein, but he was kind of like a – he was into rock and roll music, and he's kind of like a funny – you know, think of Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure meets – Einstein. Oh, I recognize his poster. Yeah, this. do you? Yeah. I never saw it. But. Yeah, it's a fun movie. I probably haven't watched it in however many years, I don't want to say, but it's 30. been a long time, but it's a fun, fun movie, and it's about, it's a 
it's a different take on Einstein. What if he were a and young? And it's got a five on IMDb, so <laughs> it deserves pretty, higher than that. Pretty good. Yahoo Serious was kind of a thing a there for a little while. Yeah. He's got a he's got a sweet name. Yeah, yeah, Yahoo. He sounds like a lot of fun. Uh, the other the other movie I like to bring up is Little Man Tate. Uh, I saw that pop up on the list. I never heard of it. Yeah, the little boy, Jodie Foster's son is a little genius in it. I won't get too far into it. I liked it, didn't love it, kind of syrupy, cheesy, but a good entertainment movie that needs to at least be brought up. I also saw August Rush, which I've never seen, but I've always heard good things about it. I like it. August Rush. Yeah, I actually oh, didn't even that. consider that. I didn't that either. would that should be. Uh, I'll now add August Rush to my honorable mentions list. What's it cool. about? Scene seven now. Uh, yeah, um, August. He's a. It's a music genius thing. Okay. Uh, he's, a, he's a little he's musical a prodigy. Violinist. Violinist. Yeah, that's uh, a good. That's a. It's kind of like a Hallmarky movie, but in a good way. Like a good Hallmarky movie. Mm-hmm. It's a good movie. <laughs> um, then, if stipulations didn't count, I just put down Back to the Future, Silence of the Lambs, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, Weird Science, and Frankenstein. Oh man, that list would have been so much better. I've seen all those. <laughs> hey, real quick, can we give quick homage to Doc Brown and yeah, the man? And because uh, when are we gonna talk about just geniuses in movies next? Oh. Yeah, so I'm, I'll find a way to talk about Doc Brown. Rich, talk about Doc Brown real quick. You can go first. <laughs> uh, played by Christopher Lloyd. Duh. Back to the Future. Duh. I don't know what I'll, I. I don't know what I need to say about Doc Brown because he's freaking Doc Brown. Well, I think he, one thing we talk about Christopher Lloyd is is he a talented actor? Because think about some of his roles, right? I always think of uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit. I love um, Who Framed Roger yeah. Rabbit. Right, right. He was too. menacing in that. Um, yeah. And then Dennis the Menace, speaking of menacing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he's pretty fun, funny character in that. Yeah. That's that terrible movie. Also also with Walter Matthau. I mean, yeah. it's corny, but there are things about it that are great if you ever read the comic book strip. Right. Um, and then there's always going to be Taxi. But yeah, I love him in Taxi. Brandon's time, not ours. <laughs> I, actually, some of my first memories of TV were watching Taxi late night with with my parents. Didn't really get the jokes, but they laughed, so right. I well, watched it. So, Sounds lit. So when, it, when you think about Christopher Lloyd, though, I mean, I think he there's something about him that just holds up so well in anything that I really see him in. I don't know if it's like his kind of weird voice. His weird voice, his, his weird look, his, his hair. hair. It's it's the whole – he's kind of the mad scientist in human form, which of course means that he's perfect for Doc Brown because he looks like what you imagine a mad scientist looks like. And of course, I mean, that also fits for Who Framed Roger Rabbit. I don't think that he has a lot of range, but what he plays, he plays really, really well. He's just so convincing in Back to the Future. Oh, like, yeah, he's perfect. It's hard to say, like, which one's your favorite because you got Marty McFly and Doc Brown. Because, I mean, who doesn't love Doc Brown? But oh, yeah. It's hard to go up against Marty. Uh, Marty McFly. Yeah, or Biff. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Make like a tree and get out of here. I was thinking of getting out of here. Yeah. Uh, You should play a Doc Brown clip here in his honor. Never mind that. Never mind that now. Never mind that. Never mind. Why, that's me. Look at me. I'm an old man. I'm Dr. Emmett Brown. I'm standing here on the parking lot. Thank God I still got my hair. What on earth is this thing I'm wearing? Well, this this is a radiation suit. Radiation suit? Of course. Because of all the fallout from the atomic wars. This is truly amazing. A portable television studio. No wonder your president has to be an actor. He's got to look good on television. Whoa, this is it. This is the part coming up, Doc. No, 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 no. This sucker's electrical. But I need a nuclear reaction to, to generate the 1.21 gigawatts of electricity. What did I just say? The 
Yeah, he's, he's awesome. Well, that is Pulp Fiction. What are some of your favorite geniuses, maybe that we forgot, movie geniuses or geniuses in movies? Tell us on our SoundCloud page or on our Facebook page. This is Pulp Fiction. Thank you for listening.